Uh, hey, what's going on, folks? It's me, Luke, the Bee Honeycomb Pollen Pouch, and I'm here with my Bumble Buddies, Bee Brandon. Say hello, Brandon. Hey, what's up? And Alex. What's up? It's me. How's everyone doing? One to review is a little podcast where we rate and review movies in the simplest scale possible. We give it a one if we didn't like it. We give it two if we did. We rate and review movies until we get to 20 points. Then we call it a ding dang dong doodle day. We're swarming with bees today. More on that later. Kick the intro. Go! One. Folks, we saw Coyote Ugly 2 Coyote Meat. This was a 2018 film, much anticipated, directed by Ted Lair, starring Zac Efron, Dave Franco, Tyler the Creator. This thing is jam-packed with amazing performances, amazing direction by uh, Ted Lair in there. Uh, Richard Elder's in there, Joe Sully, Ernest Williams, Heidi Duet, uh, Darlene Horn gives an excellent performance. What did you guys think of Coyote, Ugly 2, Coyote Meat? Wow, wow, wow. What can I say about Coyote, Ugly 2 that other people haven't said? This movie was incredible. You know, here's the thing. When when I saw Coyote, Ugly 2's trailer, I said to myself... That's strange. They're rebooting Coyote Ugly, but they're calling it Coyote Ugly 2. I assume there already was a sequel. It turns out, no, this is the sequel, the singular sequel to Coyote Ugly. And wow, they really knocked it out of the park. Singular sequel for now. Yeah. Yeah, for the time being. For now. Uh, Yeah, they definitely knocked it out of the park. Of course, this one is more for the ladies. Coyote Ugly, the original version. Uh was for heterosexual guys this one's for heterosexual ladies who you know they eat it up zach efron of course he's like the hot new thing in hollywood dave franco and tyler the creator um they just they're they're hilarious they're a lot of fun and you know if maybe if i was into kissing guys i would i would think they were sexy too they're sexy yeah, I mean, that's what I was going to say. Is, come on, you can't say they're not sexy. These guys have worked their asses off, too. You can tell. This reminds me a lot of what was the um, Channing Tatum stripper movie that came out. You know, it's, it's, it's clearly like that. But, but at the same time, we're always going to have reboots of, of this kind of film. And I think it's necessary to drop a little bit of this in the uh, pool of art that exists in the world right now. It's certainly sexy. Lots of dancing. I, I like to dance. I like to move. Uh, I don't do this kind of dancing, but after watching this, I'm like, uh, you know, definitely going to take some of those moves. There's some really cool, uh, there's some cool shit they do. Some cool shit. Using and- some bar stools, using the ball. I mean, yeah, blah, blah, blah. What I personally enjoyed Tyler, the creator's more prank-based dance moves where he would psych people out a lot and do like a Pretty kind of shuffle juke kind of move to get out of the to get out of the people dance. I don't know. It was really... Yeah, very dodgy. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. I like that. That's cool. That was cool. The Pringle can jack-off scene? Well, yeah. Incredible. I don't know if incredible. That scene kind of pulled me out of it a little bit. It felt like it was like for me because here's the thing. No, because it was Pringles. Like paid sponsor. It felt felt like an ad. It felt like an ad. Eat Pringles. Yeah. Ultimately, you weren't aroused. I don't think anyone was really aroused by that scene, but it did make you hungry. There's there's a big shot though of like the Pringles logo going up and down or whatever. That's like very. It's just too much product placement for you. Again, if it was like. If that was some different face and it was a different kind of chip, I would have no problem with that scene. But You know, as on board as I want to be with this movie bringing the fun and 
and uh, the good times associated with male strippers. This movie is pretty heavy handed and deals with a lot of dark social issues like human trafficking. We find out that Dave Franco's character doesn't even speak English and he's uh, and he's sort of like enslaved by these by the owners of Coyote, the second Coyote Ugly. Which was I mean, a turn amazing. I wasn't expecting, but I appreciate it. I mean, you hit him hard with humor, and then you hit him hard with impactful stuff. So go out there, change the yeah. world, take some clothes off. Yeah, yeah. This movie is not just meat, even though it's called Coyote Meat. Well, you guys ready to review it? Sure. Ah, a resounding sure. Well, as the tagline says, sometimes a trip to the stars is one long, hard detour. I got to give this thing two points. Coyote meat, Coyote Ugly 2. We've been waiting for this forever, and it just barely delivers the goods. Two points. Yeah, for something that could so easily be just a straight-to-DVD piece of junk, this movie was great. Two points. Good job. All right, that is six points for Coyote Ugly 2, Coyote Meat. Each week on 1-2 Review, we take the points from the movies that we score, we add them together until we get to 20 and call it a day. We often have a different way of keeping score, keeping track of those 20 points, and this week is no different. As I'm sure you can hear, buzzing in the background is our hive. Uh, Luke and I have a large hive here on our porch out in LA. And as you may or may not know, every year Brandon comes down for our our, uh, bi-coastal bee ceremony where we add some of his bees to our hive and he takes some of our bees back to his hive in New York uh, for some cross-pollination there. So we're adding 20 bees uh, to our hive. So we're going to add six of these little guys uh, right now. All right, put on your... um suits apron anti-bee suits yep and your smokers get your smokers out okay here we go we got some we got some rowdy ones this year sage oh look at this look at how you uh, brought them out here that's such a nice box that they're in it is an ornate box they tend to travel better in ornate boxes this is cherry wood yep it's got a little carving of a tree on top Okay, and he's got, we've got each little guy's in their own little kind of pen here, so we'll just open up this little door here, let this guy This in. is the cream of the crop, guys. These are the bees that proved themselves the strongest. This one. Third little guy here. And four. And this five. doesn't look so healthy. Well, be gentle with that one. He's a little tired. And then here's... There you go, little guy. All right, and number six here. Six? Ooh, this guy's healthy. Here we go. Sending in number six. Great, there we go. Six new bees in the hive. Thank you. Yeah, that last That's one great. basically counts as two bees. He's huge. Yeah. Okay. Huge. An albino. Yeah. Great. Well, uh, let's kick it to a sponsor, and we can uh, get these other bees a little acclimated and get ready to uh, introduce them into the hive. Yeah. All right, kick the sponsor. Too much, too cluttered, over-involved and complicated in complex ways, this is probably your life. It's a mishmash of menageries, a spiderweb of too much stuff, a cornucopia of menageries, of unneeded things, a monument of excessiveness. Cut through the noise 
and get back to simply living simple with Uncovering and Discovering Minimalism and Minimalist Lifestyles and Trends Companion and Weekly Magazine. UDMMLTCW Magazine is a 200-page full-cover weekly edition jam-packed with minimalist lifestyle tips, buying guides, and fun articles, puzzles, games, important contact directories, Zen guidance centers, great minimalist art guides, great simple and minimalist restaurants, and other minimalism-related offerings designed to help you minimize your life. And our pages are filled with fully collectible and frame-worthy art and photographs from famous minimalists around the world, making it a truly collectible weekly magazine. Subscribe for two years and get a free, high-quality set of collector's boxes to neatly store your editions of UDMMLTCW at home, in any closet, under your bed, in an attic, or wherever it fits. Remember, less is more with UDMMLTCW magazine. Order now. Feels good to be here, guys. The sun is shining, but, you know, it's not too hot. So this was just the right time to do our, you know, nothing fancy, but we do do this every year, and it's becoming quite a tradition where we uh, combine our beehives. So I'm glad to make it down here again. Yeah, this is the fourth year we've been doing this, and I think this is the first year we've actually been able to collect a little honey. Uh, Interesting. I mean, we just, to our listeners, we've got a tiny tiny hive i don't know probably 15,000 bees or something most of them aren't producing honey like enough honey for us to collect so we get a little taste here and there but the cool thing is we get to taste honey from individual bees and we sort of track our special bees and their very personal special um, honey cells so for instance like the albino bee have you guys had a chance to dip your finger in that it's almost like a, a, a chocolatey honey. It's interesting. Not what I was expecting, but delicious. It's delicious. Yeah. Real subtle, but compared subtle to the other ones. chocolate notes, yeah. yeah. And a little bit browner than the other mm-hmm, honeys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the color. Oh, wow. Hold it up to the light there. Look at it in the uh, sun. Wow. It makes like little rainbows. Just beautiful honeys. Hmm. Have you guys chewed on any of this extra wax? That's fun. Wax chewing? Yeah, that's one of my favorite hobbies to do with all the spare hives. Now, Brandon, you love to do that on the subway. You know what? It's not only good for me, people around me enjoy it too. They go, what are you gnawing on? <laughs> I say, it's a beehive. Yeah, and passing wax around the subway. Yeah, go This stuff has just been so nice to have honey around. I've been using it to get out glitter. Uh, I go to a lot of nightclubs and dance a lot, and I will come home just covered in glitter. And I find that if I rub honey across the glitter and I take a shower, it comes right out. Oh. It's excellent for getting rid of that pesky glitter. That's something, that's something you don't hear about on the internet. People aren't talking about that, but that's cool. So many uses for honey that people don't know about. You know what? Do you guys like movies? I do. I kind of do, and other people do too. And what they do in their free time is they call us at uh, a phone number. Luke, what's that phone number? It's around 10 digits. It is. One, three, four, seven, six, nine, nine, zero, zero, six, eight. Yeah, say it confidently. One, three, four, seven, 
Yep, that's right. You can call anytime, day or night. Just go straight to a voicemail. You're not disturbing anybody. And if you're in the know, tell us about a movie you want us to review or a product or anything really. And uh, we'll flip it around and use it on the show. Just like uh, this guy called in. Uh, Go ahead and play that message. Hello, this is Juan Gabriel Castaneta. To, for you to have a uh, review a movie. Juan Gabriel, thank you for calling in, man. Absolutely, we would love to review a movie for you. We do that every week. We do that multiple times a week. So, yeah, thanks for just telling us to do what we do best. It's got- a kind of encouragement that we actually we, we need from time to time. You know? That's true. We don't have a lot of fans, so if you reach out there and tell us to review a movie, you trust us, whatever movie you want us to review, that makes us feel great. I feel good right now. I feel good about this movie that you guys caught with me, Dahlia. <laughs> Let's talk about Dahlia. Yeah, that was an interesting movie. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah, it was great. Dolly is an excellent film. Uh, a mermaid movie. You know, I haven't seen a mermaid movie since uh, maybe Beaches back in the day. And then before that, The Little Mermaid. I think it's a light topic. As, as strong and prevalent as they are in fantasy, I think it's something that's hard to write about. You know, it's hard to have characters that live under the ocean. Uh, let me get to the plot, I guess. It's a young D- uh, Dahlia falls in love with a merman off the coast of Rhode Island. And does she want to, you know, leave her life on the land for a love underwater? One might call it a, a bit of a reverse Little Mermaid. Uh, what did you guys think of Dahlia? Yeah, this was a 2017 film directed by Neil Young. Um, what I find interesting is that the scenes under the sea seem way more believable than the scenes above ground. It's it's like they the actors were truly natural underwater, and I, I want to say that that contributed a big part to why I like the movie so much. They didn't feel as if they were underwater in those scenes. I think that's a director choice. I think yeah. he had them acting a little off when they were, yeah, outside of the water. It just made you go to, it, it makes you think, you know. Fish probably think we're crazy. In theaters, this movie, I mean, the audio work was incredible. Every time the scene transitioned from inside the ocean to back on the coast, my ears were popping mm-hmm. involuntarily. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think sound design, right? That's got to be something to do with the sound or the pressure. Because I felt that too. I mean, I don't know if mine popped every time, but I definitely felt like a, a, a change in the environment or whatever during the film. Or, or maybe it's just maybe it's just very good film mm. making. I don't know be interesting maybe they're just blasting some low frequencies that are popping your ears so you can't actually that's what i'm wondering you know, i'm wondering if that's i'm yeah, thinking i'm thinking that might be it because my date got a bloody nose huh were you guys sitting close to the speaker though that might be your fault oh yeah we always sit close to the speakers good, good. i want to get my money's worth um this movie was yeah like you said this movie was very realistic underwater, very fantastical and and uh, sort of warped out of the water. And I think a lot of that had to do with the practical effects they were using. Um, you know, we see a lot of special effects, a lot of uh, CGI. 
but this movie they used a lot of old school film techniques like tying weights to the waiter's feet for underwater scenes using oh that just, restaurant scene is amazing just using just um jellyfish jellyfish looking like garbage bags instead of air tanks and i think that really kind of well i definitely believe that that forced the actors to 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 really get their lines right to really get the scenes right because they were under a lot of pressure literal pressure um, yeah, the uh, cast is great too. Uh, quite a few French actors in there. We've got Kathleen uh, Belongue, uh, Claudia Desonnier, Fayette Despins, Thomas Petrie, Elite Lacasse. Um, really, actually, a predominantly French cast, which I don't totally know why that is. I don't know why Young chose all of them. I think but they can they hold their breath longer. Studies, I think I read somewhere that. Yeah, the huh. French can definitely hold their breath longer. Just, I don't know, weird fact, longer. but yeah, I read that. One of those YouTubes, you know, 50 top facts or whatever, the Blow Your Mind was on there one time. Crazy. Well, either way, I mean, it it serves the film in, in a great way because the cast works together very well. They gel uh, excellently. And, and for me, I don't know, I mean, maybe because they're all French, you know, the, most of them portray mermaids. Catherine, of course, uh, plays uh, Dahlia, but the rest of them are mostly mermaids, and so... There is a sense of foreignness to all of the mermaid characters in the film, I would say. I don't know if you felt the same way. Um, mm-hmm. you know, not just that they're half fish, but there was something about their, I don't know, just the way they carried themselves. I wonder if that's the Frenchness of the actors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you talked about, you mentioned the togetherness of this cast. It's a tradition to do a three-day isolation camping trip before any, any of these movies directed by... Uh, who was this again? Neil, Young. Neil, Neil Young. Young, yeah, yeah, directed by Neil Young. They go on these these three day expeditions where I don't know from from all accounts it's like a a three day orgy. From all the accounts, yeah, I don't know if I believe that. It could just be press and PR, but well, I don't know about that. Well, you guys ready to review Dahlia? Drop some puntos. Puntos numbres. Uh, what'd you guys think? What did I think about this movie? Hmm. Well, ultimately, I'm going to give it two points. I mean, it's better than most one-point movies, but it's it's not my favorite movie by any means. So, two points. I'm going to have to give it one. I do feel if I'm going to watch A Mermaid Tale, I'm going to watch The Little Mermaid. Um, and mermen... Mermen are just not as attractive as women to me. And that's my personal taste. So, two points. I mean, yep, I meant one point, but I said two points. Oh, that was your final thing. Two points. Okay. Damn it. You guys are absolutely insane. We obviously didn't see the same movie. Sound design, practical effects, the, the beautiful contrast of the land world and the ocean world all coalescing with a very tight acting, very tight-knit cast, believable that these people are actually in love with each other. These people in Mermen are actually in love with each other. I mean, all, all this comes together in a very artful way in Dahlia, and I give it two points. You guys are crazy. I give it two points. Yeah, I give it two points as well. 
six points. points. Hey right, guys. guys, your turn. Give me some of your bees, please. I'm all suited up. I'm ready to go. We got the smoke. We've really hotboxed this small apartment, you guys have. Damn. All right. So here, let's, we're gonna give you. We've got some bees in here that we want to unload onto you. We'll give you a couple here. We'll give you six bees. Those look kind of scrawny, though, right? <laughs> you have some others. These are called Sonoma Silverhair Bees, and they are scrawny, but um, when you see them collecting pollen, they can really—they're—they're—they're they're, they're wiry. They can really load it on their legs, and they're a lot stronger than you think. Um, I think this is gonna do great for that Brooklyn bee gene pool, which we heard is being tainted with cockroach DNA. I don't know about that. I've heard those rumors. I hear, you know, the forums are <coughs> abreast with nasty trolls. I don't believe half the things I read about the LA bees, but I don't know. I mean, that was a classic bee meme in like 2012. Yeah. All right. If it reaches meme status, you know there's some truth to it. But I don't want to talk crap about New York's bees. I'm not talking crap, I'm just saying. These bees aren't scrawny, they're effective. It's part of the ceremony, a little light roasting of one another's bees. I've got this group of questionable bees, if we're gonna be talking about questionable bees. Um, these are red bumbles. A lot of entomologists dispute over whether these are true bees or not. Um, what do they argue? They, they don't produce honey, they don't collect pollen, and, uh, but, but here's the thing, they don't eat other insects or plants, so it's a big mystery where they get their nutrients from to become such big, beautiful red bees. Huh. And you can pet them, too. Aww. That's like a, yeah, wow. That one's almost like a little mouse. It's like a little cat. Yeah. Cute. I'll take one of those. Hey, you can have them all. Hey, take the whole box. All right. Well, we should probably get to an advertisement, and we can continue our ceremony. Pet pets! Pet pets! Hey, does your dog need a pet cat? Find a companion for your buddy on PetPets.net. My dog has been a lot more chipper, more cheerful, more willing to go potty, now that I got him a pet cat. And what's nice is it he teaches them some responsibility. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. He's got to care. Yeah, he's got to care for the cat. Licks the cat's fur. Keeps it clean. You know, cat's getting into the trash. Barks at the cat. Simple stuff like that. Gives the dog an activity. Gives the cat a rival. Speaking of rivals. Uh, did a new movie arrive? That's right. A new movie arrived in our review inbox, actually submitted uh, to us by mail. Um, so this is cool. This arrived while we were hanging out la late last night. So we popped it in. This movie was called Ugly Me. It's by Victor M. Biggs. Uh, this documentary actually takes a look at beautiful people that are absolutely sick of their beauty and what it brings upon them. And they decide to get plastic surgery to make themselves ugly. This was a movie that was hard to watch, but I'm glad we watched it. And uh, thanks, Ugh. thanks for sending it in. Whoever sent it in, 
Oh, this was so gross. So much plastic surgery in this film. Ugh. And then not only... Ugh. All right, so normally plastic surgery is, like, gross to watch, and there's, like, the line dots on people's faces, and then they get all cut up, and then it cuts to them beautiful. And so, like, there's the tiniest, saddest cherry at the end that they at least look prettier, kind of, sometimes at the end. Sometimes they look plastic. Anyway, point is, this is gross surgeries, and then the people look hideous after, and it's... It's uh, the whole thing was just disturbing and and how much these people hate themselves and their bodies. And oh, my goodness, I could talk about this film for hours. Yeah, they did hate themselves and their bodies. But after the surgery, they seemed to get a real boost of confidence. Sure, they did. I mean, think about it. Alex, you're not a great looking guy, but, you know, if you were better looking, you'd be valued for just your looks, just your abs, you know, your shoulders, your ass. Everyone would Mm -hmm. just want to use you as an object. This is what these people go through. Yeah. Every day. They're not seen for their inner beauty. They're just seen as like a human toy almost. Mm Mm-hmm. As someone who is often objectified and, you know, self-proclaimed a human toy, I will say this movie... I think was a little creepy. I don't know why we got it sent to us in the mail. I don't know why I can't find any information about it online. To be fair, you got sent it in the mail. It was addressed to you. It was 2-1 to review, but care of you. Care of me, but it was at the LA address. Sure. And I'm not off in there. You don't have any idea why someone would send you this. You don't have any haters. You don't have any stalkers. No. I don't know. I don't know. It was a little no weird. That thinks you're you don't too have beautiful. any fans. There's no return address. I will say that much. You do for sure have fans, though. That's a fact. You've got people that that you know follow you around just for your your looks and your beauty. Well, sure, of course. Don't you deny that? I mean, you don't. Like, there's but at least a. Co- I've met a couple people. Yeah, maybe they're trying to send me around. a message. I don't know. Huh. And you know what, Brandon? We support you. Whatever you want to do, man. We know you've been through some uglifying phases. I know you've never went so far as to actually get body modifications to get plastic surgery. But you've talked, but we about, it. talked about it a little. Yeah, I we used to wear hideous on, clothing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You used to wear those baggy corduroy shorts. Two soccer you practice. Put on. You would put on that uh, orange lipstick. Yep. That was horrible. I couldn't even look at you, and it got all over your teeth and. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, with but even that stuff, was, I would argue, wasn't working because the guys and the girls that were attracted to you would totally see past that. Or if anything, it turned them on even more. You know, they were like, who's this guy that doesn't care and about that? And it attracted some, some real characters. And, do, I mean, Alex, you threw in girls there to be nice. It was all guys once you started no, dressing like no. that. No, There was a couple girls in there for sure. Good. I mean, it doesn't matter either way, but I'm saying that he's, whatever Brandon's doing is like alluring, it crosses all the lines. Whatever I, mean, I did, I don't do that any any longer. Yeah, all right. I disagree. I, th- I think you still have that about you. I think people still celebrate your beauty. Well, I'm trying out this new goatee. Um, sh- I have that shave. It looks great. Honestly, like I want to say it looks bad because it's a bad goatee. Yeah, goatees are bad. Great. I'm going for a bad look. I grew a mullet out for a while, you know. I gotta get people to just stop looking at my face. Yeah, so I guess, I mean, shit. So this, either way, whoever sent it to us, uh, it seems to fit you pretty well. Interesting. I mean, so did, were you moved by this in any way? Did it give you ideas? Did it um, move you in one direction towards or away from this kind of surgery for yourself? 
I'm gonna say uh, surgery freaks me out, so there's no way I'm getting surgery, but it did definitely make me self-examine myself and the choices what about I made. The guy that ate shakes every day, chocolate shakes, like two or three shakes a day or whatever to gain all that weight, mm. would you do something like that? I would consider so like, it. Surgery, I'd consider like it. Like a fun way to, uh, in a classic way, make you less desirable. It's like a long surgery. A long fun one. Yeah. Delicious one if they're shakes. A delicious surgery. Wow. Did you guys send this to me? Was this like an intervention no. sort of thing? No way. Huh. No, no, no. I did not like watching this movie at all. You know what, Brad? We've reviewed gross. so many movies. Something was going to cross our path that really hits close to home. So it's That's just a true. matter of time. I, I don't think you should look into the conspiracy of this too much. Cool. Let us. That being said, that it. being said, this movie does uncover an interesting thing of the human psyche, where the you know the the grass is greener on the other side mm. syndrome. Yeah. Where you always sure. think that there's a better way. You know, you, you're not with with these people. Really, at the core of their problem is just a lack of gratitude. Because me, sure. I wish I was pretty, and I'm sure Alex does too. Mm-hmm. Every day. But that's I can't change that. I refuse to. I'm not going to get plastic surgery for the world. But you could try harder. You don't have to wear sweatpants all the time. I am trying harder. All right, if you say so. I don't have the chocolate shakes anymore. From eating too much chocolate. That's good. Yeah, those are bad. Those would wake me up. You guys have no idea. Luke would start having these chocolate shakes in the middle of the night, and like his bed hits my wall and would wake me up. They were so loud. You know what? I, you know the secret is just take like two or three fiber pills before you go to bed. It did. It, that did help, and so did the mind pills. Life changing. Hey, we're getting a little away from topic. Should we review Ugly Me before we get too far away from Victor Biggs's uh, plastic surgery documentary? Yeah, let's get some points. All right, I'm going to give this thing 1.2. Gross. If you don't like surgery or scalpels, stay away from Ugly Me. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of realistic gore and guts. I like the fake, phony stuff, but when I'm watching a surgery, I... I'll tell you what, it is a good appetite suppressant. So if you're looking to cut some pounds, watch this movie go. every day. But yeah, one point for Ugly Me. I want to give this movie one point, but... I, I can't. I can't get it out of my mind. Two points. Great. And uh, be careful, because they are actually turning this into a TV show on TLC. I'd watch that. Would you be you in will. it? Ooh, maybe that's why they sent it. <laughs> maybe that's it. All right. Well, uh, what's that? Uh, four points? Four points for Ugly Me. Four points. Well, let's I've got a very special bee that I named Brandon that I'm going to release. We're just going to let it go into the wild. This is one of a kind bee. It seems to have armor, like an armor-like plating. It's uh, always stuck to its own little tiny corner of the hive. Mm. And... Um, sort of like a basement, like a second level basement to the hive. If you can imagine, like the hive is a flat plane, the two cells down, like below, are the other bees. That's where this this little Brandon bee decided to start building his little wax cells. So, um, let him always had my go. eye on this special little guy, and we're gonna let him out into the wild. It's always tradition. We do give one of our bees away to Mother Nature so it can sow its seed in the wild. 
Alex, you traditionally give one bee to nature for each ex-girlfriend you've had. Are you going to be continuing that tradition? Um, I don't have enough bees. Well, all right. Just give away a couple then. I can't keep these. Alex, you don't have four bees? I don't have enough bees. Okay. Uh, I will be giving away two bees, actually, this time uh, symbolic of each of the weddings I will be having this year. Two bees? Two bees. I'm not going to both your weddings. I don't expect you to. I already bought you a nice chick kitchen accessory. You almost spoiled it. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you what it is. There were quite a few kitchen accessories on our registry, so knowing Luke, I know it's the spatula, so I'm already going to thank you. Yeah, it is made out of silicone. Cone. Silicone. The, yeah. The best. The silliest of all the cones. You know what, guys? We should hit her at, hit, hit her at. Okay, let's go. Caleb Herschel for City Council. I'm Caleb Herschel, and I love pizza. I enjoy going out to eat pizza and making it at home. Let Big Spaghetti know that LA is a pizza town. Vote for me and vote no on Proposition Parmesan this September. Paid for by the local pizza committee to vote Caleb Herschel for City Council. Hey guys, fun fact. Delivery is the number two cause of eating pizza at home. I knew that. I knew that. Yep, delivery is the number number two cause for pizza at home. It's cool, though. It's cool. Dude, I don't know about Caleb Herschel. I'm still on the fence. I'm not sure if he has, you know, if his crust got stuffed by big pizza, whose pocket he's in. He just seems like one of these big smile politicians that just wants your pepperoni vote. I, I don't just know. from the uh, outsider's the perspective, yeah, it's pretty obvious he's not don't a like legitimate him. pizza boy. Don't hate him. More of a pita boy. He looks like a pita boy. That's what I. You put your finger right on it. He looks like a pita boy. He looks like either a, way, better than Diane Calderon. I don't want a pizza, you know, hater in there. That's true. Somebody who hates pizza Much, just, or a meatball lady. I mean, she's like a meatball lady, right? Yeah, that's true. And she's blatant. I mean, she's blatantly been outed for being a meatball subber. And she's pushing the parm prop, too. You guys yeah. voted, right? That was recently. That was proposition Parmesan, oh, yeah, famous California proposition, lowering the legal allowable age of Parmesan down to 35 days. So no, that's ridiculous. That's, that's not it's Parmesan. That's barely insane. even an aged Mott's. Yeah. I mailed in my ballot, so. so it didn't count right away, but it will count. Rest assured. Thank God. I'll help you get. So I don't like him either. I'm, you know, I'm on the fence, but he's certainly the better option in my book. Anyway, this is not a political podcast, so we should not be talking about this. Yeah, let's get away from uh, politics. Um, that about does it, though. Yeah, right? I mean, we should do, we should close the bee ceremony. Right. Let's finally um, say goodbye to each other's bees. Okay. Hands. Hands up. Hands, hands. Yep. Uh, see you later bees great great
great job. This year feels even better than last year, so. It gets better every year, surprisingly. It's nice to see you again, as always. Glad you can make the trip down here to see us. It was okay. Yeah. Okay. That is okay. Yeah, next time you come out, Brandon, we'll show you this cool New York-style hamburger place we got. Oh, yeah? Hot dog place? It's kind of a local secret, yeah. No, New York-style burgers. All right, before we get out of here, we do have to thank our Patreon donors. We've got two of them. I'm clearly going to shout out the name of our first donor. That is Rab. Thank you, Rab, so much for supporting us. And I'm going to clearly mumble out the name of our second sponsor, and that is Ryan And we appreciate your donation as well. We appreciate it so much, actually. Um, thank you so much. And for you guys for listening to us every week on One Two Review here. Yeah, thanks for listening. It means a lot. It's cool to know that people listen to us. What are we going to do next week, Alex? Who's in charge here? Can I speak to your manager? Oh, you're the manager. Oh, well, then I'd like the number for your corporate office. What do you mean you're the corporate office? All right, next week on One Two Review, we're going to be reviewing Nice Ass, Lips on the Baby, Cornwall Macabre Ready, Manager 2, Lazarus 16, and Chemical Dough. It's been a pleasure. We didn't get stung once. Great job.